For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Well, hello out there. Welcome in to another episode of Bolt Brady and his bro. Just had the college national championship last night, which was a good one. Then we got the NFL playoffs kicking off. Let's welcome in our guy, Bolt. Bloodbath. <laughs> is that your jaws? That That is my jaws. <laughs> Mom asked when I showed up the other day, she said, how'd the weekend go with the games? And I go, you can listen to the podcast and she's going to hear the tunes from Jaws and know that it was a bloodbath. The great white chomped on my leg. Yep. The, the When the great white shark gets a hold of the seal, it's the bloodbath. And that's what it was this weekend. <laughs> Starting with the national championship game last night, you got it right with big Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong with big Washington. And that game was good looking. And let me put a few things to rest right now. The whole season, I said, what's Penix like? Without a brick wall in front of him, he got a little pressure last night, and he was garb. Yeah, he was horrible. <laughs> so my and my friend, our friend uh, Shep, was like, "Well, you know, don't overreact to one game." I go, "No, I'm not overreacting to one game. The whole season, he was not getting pressured. I mean, he only got sacked eleven times." And last night, they weren't even sacking him, but they were getting pressure on him, you know? With four dudes. Yeah. And, dude, he, like, was throwing off his back foot. I mean, it looked horrible. Like, I'm sure there's some GMs right now that go, let's cross that name off the list right now. Yeah. It's tough on the one game, but it it didn't look well for him. You kind of got to go off his body of work. But yeah, he's had he's had the injury pass with the ACLs and stuff, so he's not going to be this big scrambler. So you definitely have to make a pocket for that guy to do his thing, and and that's a situation where it didn't work out for him. But you know, someone like a Brock Purdy didn't wow us in, in college, and then they get in the right situation and it, it works out. So. Well, I'll hold on a sec there, though, big guy. I liked Brock in college, and I actually took him quite a bit when he was at Iowa Iowa State. So. Um, the, he wasn't high on the GMs list, though. Well, yeah, I mean. No, he wasn't. I you know didn't think he was going to go last in the draft. But I'm just saying, I saw it. I saw all I needed right there. Like in the NFL, you have to throw with people coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, like look at look at Bryce Young right now. We saw him out Alabama. He had the brick wall in front of him. He had these incredible wide receivers, and you look amazing. You win the Heisman. You get in the NFL, and you got T.J. Water. And big Aaron Donald coming at you, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to, to move around and then still make the throws for sure. I, I found it interesting, Washington, uh, you know, they do all those TV pieces leading up to it. And like when you watch some of those, you're like, wow, I could pull for this guy now after watching like a piece on the Washington coach. His story was pretty cool from, from South Dakota, Sioux Falls. And he kept most of the dudes like on his staff from the very beginning. That's awesome. Like they're all still together and they've gotten a couple other offers to, to go somewhere and I'm sure they still will, but their compensation's definitely gone up, but but they stick together. So it's a pretty cool story with those guys. 
And then also, Washington had nine guys that were in their sixth year of college eligibility. Oh, is that right? And Penix being one of them. So it's like he turns 24 in like two months. And then J.J. McCarthy's 21, you know? It's like that's a big difference maturity-wise for those guys. So, I mean, that came together for them this year, the Huskies. Right. Well, how old's Lamar? Like 25? Probably just 26-ish, like just turned. I, yeah, I don't even know if he's that old. But, yeah, that that's pretty nutty. Remember that dude? There was like that Florida State QB winky or whatever. It was like 28 because he came back from uh, minor league baseball. Like, <laughs> that's like, right. Occasionally you see some of these dudes that, that are older. But it's just that that was a mature team Washington had with with some good talent, some good speed. They just didn't have the, the beast dudes. Well, dude, how about the Jiminy Christmas? The missed throws that he had where guys were wide open. Yeah. I mean, Michigan's like defense, like their DBs were not communicating very well. And guys were breaking loose, and he couldn't hit them. I mean, it was incredible. That one, like the fourth down in the first half, it was like fourth and seven, oh, and he missed Jiminy him. Jiminy Christmas, just yeah. turns the <laughs> that can turn the game right there if you hit him. Yeah, no kidding. So anyway, I'm done talking about that garb game. Yeah, that was that was. I thought Jimmy would kind of pull it off. He had a good team, and and Jimmy's probably gonna relax this week for a few days and then head off to the nfl right probably the big chargers that'd be great and he's gonna go this is my price and they go i guess you get her bud yeah because like we've said everywhere he's been university of san diego big stanford the nines back to michigan i mean he's bald everywhere mm-hmm. so they're like here we go and not to mention i mean the family tree like, you know, it's in the genes, so they slightly know what's going on. Did you see him pick his dad up last night when his dad came down there? <laughs> yeah, what was funny, someone on Twitter, took a, they took a screenshot of his dad, and they go, <laughs> this is Jim Harbaugh. This is what Jim Harbaugh looked like two years from now after coaching the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dad's face looked just like him. Right, just older. Yeah, with the glasses on. Yeah, yeah. But how sweet that he could be there, and, and he's seen the son win the super bowl and then the national championship that is sweet how old is dad did they say i didn't catch that i mean he's got to be geez i mean harbaugh's got to be like 56 or 7 he's probably like 80 late 80s if they had him early yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that is cool and his bro was there too mm-hmm. yeah his bro's getting ready to to go to battle Yep, Jim goes, I'll see you soon, because I owe you for that Super Bowl loss. <laughs> Was that 2012-ish? Yeah. Okay. Big yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's go over into the NFLer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was... Uh, that was it was tricky, like I said, because it's like who, who's playing hard, you know, for the division, who wants the playoff spot, and then, like, who really gives a crap here to play hard on, on week 18? Yeah, well, you know, it it slightly was a minefield. I mean, it was the worst week that I've had this whole NFL season. It went o, went zero and three. We started going Ty Huntley for the Ravens. <laughs> well, listen, that one. Hey, listen, I'm I still back that one up. That weather situation. Did you see the weather? Yeah, dude, come on. And it wasn't Ty's fault. That weather was just garb. Uh, well, Pittsburgh needed it. Yeah, I know. I get it. But I mean, you and know, they're in, so you know. did the, so did the Jags. The Jags needed it, too. They blow. That was the problem was. So, uh, you know, the Titans actually turned into my best bet of the weekend because uh, 
once I saw that um, Tannehill was in. And so that's what's a bummer because I would have loved to given that out on the podcast, but they didn't announce Tannehill until like, you know, Saturday or Friday or whatever. And so I was like, but as soon as they did, and I'm like, dude, this guy's getting five? Get serious. And sure enough, Tannehill comes out and takes care of business. At home? Yeah. They were getting, I think it got all the way up to five and a half. I mean, and they steamrolled them. Early they did, and they kind of, they let them back into where they could have, you know, tied it had they gotten a touchdown and gone for two, but like you were good on the spread there no matter what. Yeah. And yeah, the, the score is closer than what it looked like. I mean, big Derrick Henry, probably his last game. Um, the guy went off. He goes, guys, let me live, leave you with a special one here. 19 carries, buck 53, and a tugboat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably peace out. Yeah. I mean, Vrabel might be, too. They might, they might kind of reshuffle the deck there and, and start anew. They said maybe big Vrabel at the Pats for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. A homecoming there for him since he played for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you remember him as the player, but he, he wasn't from Belichick's coaching tree. He just played there, but he's he seems like a good guy for culture and stuff. They asked him, you know, hey, you know, what they think about, like, not trying this last game. And he just looks at the reporter like he was a total dumbass. He's like, I don't like losing, big guy. Mm. You know, <laughs> they, they, when they think like guys are trying to lose the games on purpose and stuff. Yeah. No, clearly they weren't. Uh, you know, they keep throwing Belichick's name out here for some of these openings. It's like, I just, I would go the other direction. I'd go a little younger and just someone with a little more spunk and different way of looking at things. I mean, he's he's had a crack here to, to run his personnel. And <laughs> sure. It's just not his time anymore. <laughs> I well, mean, it's just like going old school hoops here where we're just. <laughs> but but the, the, the old Princeton offense. Yeah, it's like it's like no three balls, basically. <laughs> and like, yep, that's my guy. That's right. really going to bring the fans in. Get the shot clock from 40 down to, to three before you take a shot. Yep. Let's just win this bad boy six to three. Like when you have those coaches that say, I need five passes before you shoot. <laughs> All right. That is showtime. Right. <laughs> so uh, how'd your week turn out for you? Um, it w- I, I took... what? Oh, I was I tried the Pats with you. I was like, you know, I could maybe see them kind of stepping it up. And then that was that was crap weather, too. That, that was. Snow. That was brutal. Just another disgusting game, too. It was like, you know... And I didn't have the YouTube like you, so I'm relying on Red Zone. Yeah, oh, and yeah. The Red Zone's like, we don't even need to show this thing because... <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing about this game that you know the playoffs aren't on the line here they'd peek in occasionally but there was no red zone action there very often right so i tried that early and then i told you i was up in the air with the two nfc east squads i'm like dallas and philly are gonna try and i went with philly mm. which was a mistake um should have gone dallas there and then um like you know what for the evening game, my boy Josh is going to make up for this. Yep. So I loaded up on the Bills, and, and Josh came through for me. Yeah, and Josh, like, I mean, I think he had three turnovers. He, and- I mean, he still threw for 350 and, like, a couple TDs. But, yeah, he had two poor picks and a fumble. I'm like, dude, clean those up, and it's, like, 45 to Right. 14. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was kind of like. I'm like, I don't know if that looks very good for the Dolphins. I mean, they still lose by seven at home. Uh huh. They've got a lot of injuries. I heard, uh, on the way over here that their, their, um, top five outside rushers, you know, like linebackers are out. 
of for this like for this game. They're top five. Yeah. So I mean, that doesn't seem like that will bode very well. No, and they they don't do well against teams with the winning records or on the road. So it's like not much in this formula is going their way. Yeah. But you know that's when like everyone's going to load up on the Chiefs. It's like it's not like they've been blowing us away either. Someone that I took uh, late in the day there was I go. There's one more guy out there that can get me a W here, and his name is Big Kyler for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. <laughs> and sure enough, they should have won the ball game. Wow. So like you said, I was watching it on YouTube. They're up seven with three minutes left, and they trot out their kicker, and it's like the 35-yarder, and he shanks it. It would have put them up by 10. It would have been ball game, and he shanks it. So Big Geno comes out. And goes, well, I'm going to march this down the field. And I was only getting the three, not the three and a half. And I'm like, you know what? They're on the road, though. I wonder if they'll go for the two-point conversion. So sure enough, mm-hmm. they score. They get the two-point. It's 21 to 20. I'm like, okay, we're good here getting the three and a half. But I'm like, let's see my boy march him down. So sure enough, Kyler goes to work. He gets him down to the 50-yard field goal. And this Pratter guy, I guess, had been 23 for 23 hitting field goals like in the fourth quarter or overtime, and he misses again. Mm-hmm. And that was ball game. But Kyler got us to the window. Yeah. You take the cover. And yep. then the Cardinals will take the better draft pick there with the loss. Yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Yeah, Seattle needed some help there, but they didn't quite squeeze into the playoffs. You know, we haven't touched on C.J. Stroud at all. Um, I don't think we really uh, went with him or against him. Um, but, geez, he balled against the Colts. Yeah. Um, um, well, I guess we did go against him because I gave out the Colts minus one. Yeah. But I was like uh, – Wow. Okay. I mean, this guy, he's the rookie, and he didn't really seem scared of the spotlight too much. I mean, got to give that guy props. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, played in some big games at Ohio State in the playoffs and stuff. So, like, I think a lot of that, too, is like just the coaching staff and, and what they instill in those guys. He, he has a way better environment around him than Bryce Young does. Right. And and, and what's that quarterback test that they do? What's it called? The Wonderlick. Yeah. I remember he, like, failed that miserably right so i'm like you can probably throw that thing out the window remember i came across it a couple years ago and i passed it out Mm -hmm. and uh you know i think everyone did fairly well on it actually like really well and uh he got like uh and the questions are not very hard like this isn't saying anything to cj stroud or anything because you you are timed and if you don't have very much time i want to say there's like 50 questions or 45 questions but you only get like five minutes or something and so clearly they're not very hard like it'll be like um how much change is this three quarters six dimes five nickels (laughs) you know so like some of the questions aren't very difficult but it's a time situation so you kind of have to haul through it Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean dude you want to throw that thing out because he he just totally bailed on it i mean i want to think i want to say he got like a seven or eight on it clearly that thing doesn't matter too much no i mean and he still went second it's not like he dove down the board because of it but no, yeah, yeah it's like it became public and they tried to make a big deal about it and he's like dude am i being taped off this test or you want to see how i play <laughs> yeah but there is a thing to how you process information and what sure. you can handle absolutely i mean yeah there's especially as a quarterback if i'm going to give you 45 million bucks a year like in five years you better know what's going on oh yeah Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped, because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well-kept. 
2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Squares balls. Manscapes Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code BOLT, B-O-L-T, and you will get 20% off and free shipping. Happy New Year or happy new balls. Let's get back to the show. Well, should we jump into big wild card weekend here? Sure. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. So games start on Saturday. How great is that? Yeah, and there's you know even a Monday game because college is over now. That's right. So two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and we have a Monday nighter. And Saturday, we start off with a dandy. Well, nah, never mind. The, the dandy comes later in the day. The first game is the Browns and the Texans. Cleveland minus two and a half. I've got nothing on that game. That that does not interest me at all. Yeah, um, Houston's a little bit, you know, kind of like you got tread lightly or scary because they're at home. But I, Cleveland sat everybody, everybody and like rested those guys. Oh yeah, that game didn't matter. The only thing that people need to take in consideration is their defensive splits, like at home and on on the road. Are it's an entirely different defense for some reason. Like if this was at home. I'd love to be looking at the Browns, but if you look at their their stats on the road, the defense doesn't play very well. At some point, Big Joe Flacco's going to show his age. I mean, this guy wasn't out of the NFL for no reason. Um, I'm just not going to try it right here, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Browns get past this and then maybe load up against them. Yeah, I'd probably take the Browns here because I, I, uh, I think Joe's just got the house money here and he's like he's smiling they're having a good time there's like just good vibes with them right now yeah but and same with the other teams young and they're kind of like all right we're here but i'd go with the browns yeah the house money that they won't have that feeling with the pressure of the playoffs the question is can the texans you know can they regroup after playing sunday play saturday after a huge win you know because they hadn't been to the playoffs for a while right um, Probably a few, three, four years with Deshaun. Yeah, I think it's longer than that. But anyway. No, they were getting in there with J.J. Watt and Deshaun. Yeah. So I saw a stat real quick on good try on the Watt family here. They're the only two players, TJ and J.J., to uh, have 19 sacks, 19 plus sacks in two different years. Hmm. Good try, guys. <laughs> Good try. Hey, it's, the dinner table must be a decent chat between your parents going, we bald. People think that our kids bald, we bald because mm. we raised these badasses. Yeah, like our chow bill is kind of steep here. With no these guys. kidding. They are probably like, hey, can we get at least some chips back from the Costco bill? That thing was a dollar <laughs> back in the Because there, there's a third brother, too. He was like a running back or a fullback there for a second. No, he's still on the Steelers. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's, okay. he's on the Steelers. I'm sure TJ was like, hey, I'm a baller here. I know my bro's probably about to fall out of the league here. Why don't we throw him a bone? And let him come on over. Well, that was the unfortunate thing about that. They got the win with the Ravens, but he he got the MCL sprain. So. Which sucks. And, you know, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Their their record without him is horrible. It's like 33% win percentage. 
So yeah, there's there's no way I'd touch that. But before we get to that game, we've got big Patrick Mahomes, five p.m. Pacific Standard Time against Big Tua. Wow, what do you think about that ball game? <laughs> KC, you know, at home, you know, you, in years past, you'd be like no brainer. I just they're not like a lock. It, it, you know, they've, the receivers and all that still kind of scares me. <laughs> and I think if everyone takes KC here, I'd still be like, hmm. Yeah, you mean like if if the general public takes KC? Yeah, if it starts going more in their favor, I'd be like, I, this is no guarantee they're going to blow them out. Right now I'm looking at it. It looks like it's pretty much even. It's like 52%, 48%. But uh, I'm going with Pat here. This is going to be a boat race, I think. I think it, you get a chance to buy low on the Chiefs here. Um, the Dolphins, how about this stat? They were 1-5 in five against playoff teams. You know, teams that are in the playoffs this season, they were one in five against them with a point differential of minus 91. I mean, that just means they were getting spanked. How's that differential point work? It's like if you add up the points of their competitors and add up the points that the Dolphins scored against them, they were minus 91. That's getting waxed. There was only six games. Six goes into 90. About 15 times. Mm-hmm. So they were getting outscored by 15 points. Now you're going into Patty. Have you heard about the weather for this bad boy? Uh-uh. Oh, well, this might change things for you. Because it is going to be chilly willy. <laughs> Single digit, they're saying. Oh. Yeah. So here's a team from Miami. And you're going to hear this, you know, this narrative. But it is true. Here's a team from Miami. Um, it's been documented last year because then the playoffs, I think they went to go play the Bills the first game, and it was terrible weather, like snow. Yeah, I remember and, that one. And so they're like, hey, Tua, you know, clearly he comes from Hawaii, and he went to Tuscaloosa, and I actually looked into the weather, what it's like there, and Tua's like, well, it snowed my freshman year in Alabama. Well, you know how that is. Like, that happens once in a blue moon. I saw it gets into, like, the high 30s. In Tuscaloosa sometimes, that's not single digit in big Kansas City. Uh, They're going to go, let's get out of here. Once they get down by like the 10 or 14, they're going to go, where's the heater? I'm peace out. You know who's coming home, though, is big Tyreek. Yeah. He's like, dude, let's get me the ball here early. Right. Well, the the thing about that is is that they ended on good terms, you know? So it's not like he's like, wow, this team let me go. I'm going to want to show them. I mean, I'm sure he's going to still want a ball, and he, he probably will. But... They left on good terms. He was just like, I need to get my chips. And they're like, okay, we For understand. Sure. Yeah. You know, Waddle wasn't in last week, too. It, it, it helps when he's on the other side to at least kind of pull some of the coverage. For sure. But Ty still can shake a little bit loose. I just, I feel like he's been going towards that ankle a lot when he goes down. Like, he just doesn't feel 100%. Well, and he dropped a couple passes, too. I mean... Tyreek's not really known for his hands. They're not bad, but they're not good. Um, and I wouldn't expect them to be. I mean, when you're a speed demon like that, you can't have everything. <laughs> so his hands are pretty – I mean, his hands are great for someone that that runs as fast as he does. But it's not like he's got the incredible catch radius, you know? And he dropped a couple. But now we get Patty, and Patty probably had the chit. And with Big Kelsey, and he goes, okay, bud, fart and giggle time's over with. This is the playoffs. Right. And Big Kelsey hopefully said, Taylor, I'll see you after the playoffs. I'm getting ready to play some ball. (laughs) 
Yeah, Kelsey, those guys sat out too in that, that away game. It was mm-hmm. at the Chargers. So mm-hmm. hopefully they refocused and got a little healthier. I mean, they, they need to do something here. Uh, the next game here that I'm looking at Sunday, the Big Bills, minus 10 against the Steelers. So two things that I'd like to say here. Um, with my... With my knowledge of doing this for several years, uh, a lot of times when you look at the playoffs, you're like, wow, okay, that doesn't seem like very many points, or wow, that that's a lot of points, like the Steelers, like a team's getting 10. Wow, maybe I'll take the points there. I'm not saying if you should or you shouldn't, but in wild card weekend, what I've noticed over the years is teams do get blown out. Like a lot of these teams barely made the playoffs. Pittsburgh, yeah. And just because they're in the playoffs doesn't mean they're a very good team. Uh, We'll get to one of those squads here in a minute. So just FYI, the wild card, people usually get, there's teams that get blown out. The next round typically is a lot closer because it's narrowing down, you know, the better squads. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then also, there was a stat. There's this dude Stucky over the at the Action Network um, had a cool stat that I saw that he said first time quarterbacks in the playoffs going against guys that have played in the playoffs before. They're seventeen and thirty five against the spread, thirty three percent. That is obviously garbage. And so we have several of those here. Um, we have the Texans, CJ going against Joe. Uh, we have. Josh going against Mason. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, Dak versus Love. Uh, and then I guess that's it. That's was it that straight up or was that against the spread? No, that was against the spread. Okay. Yep. Straight up was was actually pretty close to that. But yes, that was against the spread. So no, I'm I'm okay with with Buffalo there. I mean, Josh had a good game, but it's like he he let him hang around with those turnovers. I think when they go back home. And he kind of tightens it up a little bit better than that. I think they'll crush these guys. And without TJ Watt, there's no motor on that defensive end like him. Yes. No, I agree. The TJ Watt thing is, is uh, a huge, huge uh, thing yeah. to take into consideration. The one thing, though, you might need to think about, though, the over under is only 36 and a half. I saw that. <clears throat> so, what is that? They're, they're anticipating the score to be like 26 to. I don't even know. 10? No. You know, somewhere in that range. I mean, the Steelers blow, dude. They're going to try to run. 24 to 12. They're going to try to run the ball. Mason's not going to be able to pick those guys apart up in Buffalo. No, I I hear you. I'm not not against that. Are you saying that you're going to probably take Big Josh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Josh hasn't let you down. Nope. It's my boy. That's usually how people do that. Uh, And, you know, that's fine. A lot of times people stay away from squads <clears throat> once they lost. But how, what do you think here of the big Cowboys Packers? Cowboys minus seven and a half on the road. I mean, he, I'm sorry, at home. Yeah, I know, I know people kind of, they like the Packers. But, I mean, he, he just beat the Bears at home. It's like that's what you should do to get into the playoffs. Right. And it's not like they, what was it, 17 to nine? This might be another blowouter. Well, Dallas has been doing that at home. And Dallas did it on the road to the Commanders to kind of get their... NFC East Championship there. Yeah. I I would go with Dallas here. I would lean with Dallas there too. Yeah, I mean the I think the Packers have like the youngest roster in the NFL too when they average their age out. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah, it's like around like the mid twenty five year old range. Oh wow, this could be a blowout. This might be another bloodbather right there. Yeah, I mean their receivers, their QB, a lot of the guys on D, they're all super young dudes. <clears throat> so they should be excited about you know what's coming. Per- maybe Love didn't look good earlier in the year. He just looked better the last month. Oh, I know. And and then you know people are starting to hype him up a little bit again. It's like pump the brakes. Yeah, guys. I mean, <laughs> I mean with the exception of. Uh, Detroit in that division. It's like you, you played a couple of dog bowls there twice. <laughs> the dog water? Yeah. Yep. So I, I'd go Dallas at home there. Okay. And then we have the Hollywood script here for the last game on Sunday. The Detroit Lions versus the LA Rams where Goff and Stafford were involved in a trade where they let Goff go and they said, hey, buddy, we'll probably never see you again in the NFL. And he goes, yeah, right, and resurrects his career, and he balls now. Yeah. I mean. Thanks to Dan Campbell bringing him back. So how about Dan and Goffer here? So because <clears throat> Goff actually had a good against the spread record when he was with the Rams, too. Um, Thanks to McVay. Right. So his against the spread record the last six years is better than any quarterback in the NFL. And then how about Big Dan's against the spread record? Since Dan took over. 69% against the spread, the big Detroit Lions. That so, just means people don't have faith in them a lot totally. of times. No, that's exactly what that means. They're just well, and that probably goes hand in hand with, you know, the bookmakers not trusting golf. They're like, no. Nah. Well, no, I just think that's it no, it's exactly what you think. What you said, it's people don't trust them and so they go against them and they actually probably get more points than they should. Um this this started off at three and a half. I'm seeing three now. So some people gobbled up the Rams at the three and a half. Uh, this game, I mean, just because I have so much respect for Stafford and their offense started ball, I think the only team they've lost to since the bye week was the Ravens on and, that punt return. Yeah, and it was only <clears throat> a six-point loss in, in at the Ravens. Right, in overtime, right? Wasn't that overtime? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're balling. But <clears throat> Goff, I mean, this guy's got to be fired up. For this ball game. I mean, the Rams said, hey, see you later, golfer. You're not going to do it for us anymore. You're not going to cut it. We got to the Super Bowl with us against the Pats. It's not happening. We need someone else. I mean, he's got to be pissed. Yeah, I'm sure he's juiced for this. And uh, But Stafford gets to come home, too, to, to where he played all those sure. years. So and like I said, he balls. So what I'm getting at is I'm not going to touch that, but I would lean with Detroit and Big Dan Cam. I, see, if it's at three and a half, I think I'd take the Rams. Right. Well, I think that's what a lot of people would do. Um, okay, so you like the Rams at three and a half. And then Monday night football. Mm. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? So did I Did I, Did I? I qualify KC? <clears throat> did I mention them that they were a best bet for me? Yeah. Okay, great. What's the line over there do you see for KC? Is there still a three and a half or showing? Uh, uh, there's one. It's mostly minus fours. And I see one, three and a half. Okay. And then uh, let me see. What's the, what's the money line on that? Mm, okay. Well, it's the two hundo. So if you normally bet $50, if you bet 50, you would just win 25 on KC. <clears throat> I don't think anything's wrong with that either. I mean, KC just to win the ball game. Come mm-hmm. on. Get serious. <laughs> if they didn't do that, wow. Uh, that'd be pretty incredible. So anyway, Monday night football. We got another best bet here. 
Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, this squad has been playing bueno lately. One and five. And everyone is off the train, except I'm not off it. Let's get ready to ball. I will take them here. Do you, what are you showing over there? The three? Two and a half. Excellent. I'll take them at the two and a half. Uh, yes. I mean, they're, they're one and five here, but let's not forget, you know, we talked about it a long time ago. That scheduling that they had was brutal. Um, at the Seahawks, <clears throat> that's a little disappointing that they lost that game, but that was by three. Then they played the Giants, their garb. And then, and then Kyler comes in and <clears throat> listen, Kyler beats him. That's not a big deal to me. A guy balls. He's fired up. And then this last week, a game at the Giants, that almost mattered. Well, it did for the NFC East. I mean, they knew they were in the playoffs, but it's like, I don't know. No, 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 no. Because what needed to happen is uh, the Cowboys needed to lose. I mean, that's almost going to happen against the Commanders. Yeah. So they're worried about it. The only problem is A.J. Brown kind of got dinged up. So did Jalen's hand. Jalen's finger got hand. So you're going to keep hearing that narrative. Let's just let this line keep going down. I don't care. You know what? I would honestly have them as a best bet with Mariota in the lineup. Mm. Give it to me. I mean, we're talking about the Bucks here. Now, by the way, I'll get to us. I listened to our old podcast before the season started, and I'll tell you the, the good calls and bad calls we had because one of the calls was I said that the Bucks would win the NFC South. But with that in mind, who gives a shit? I mean, this this division was horrible. Mm-hmm. So here, let, let's talk about their last few games. The Panthers, all right, W on December 3rd. Then they beat the Falcons. Woohoo! Then they beat the Packers. Okay, that was literally maybe Baker Mayfield's best game of all time. Yeah. Right? That's when they won 34-20. Then they beat the Jags. We know how, gra- how crappy the Jags are. They just lost to the Titans. Then they lost to the Saints. Get serious. That squad's bueno. And then they just beat the Panthers 9-0. Yeah. I mean, come on. And now you've got the the defending NFC champs coming in, and now it's showtime. Like, you know, if you don't win, you go home. Here's another one of the blowouts, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. This bad boy's going to be like 28-10. to 10. Big Eagles. Yeah, I could see him winning this one. I just I I think maybe the following week they'll be in some big trouble. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, but we're going to just handle the wild card weekend right now. I mean, we can predict let why don't you keep that thought? We can predict who's going to win the Super Bowl here if things have changed at the beginning of the year. But um so anyway, as I mentioned real quick like, uh I listened to our old podcast before the season started because we gave the division uh you know, our division predictions. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we both picked the Cowboys to uh, to win their division. We said the Eagles would take second, so that was good. The Buccaneers um, I took to win the division. Um, the NFC North, we both liked the Vikings, but what can you do when Kirk goes out? Yeah, Achilles. Uh Except, um, I guess on the negative side, you thought the Chargers were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was my worst one. <laughs> um, my worst one is I said Alex Alexander Madison, the running back for the Vikings, was going to ball. Uh, he didn't do diddly squat. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was kind of a bummer. Um, what other division? Oh, the AFC. No, I guess so the Chargers. I'm trying to think. I didn't say anything in the AFC West. I thought... 
the Broncos would do pretty good, and I guess they did. They they missed their um, team total by one game. I'm sure we both had the Niners for the the West NFC. We did, and we both had uh, Lamar and the Ravens. To yeah, take it, except um, we. Oh, and then second, we thought the Bengals, but you know Joe goes down. So what can you do about that? But yes, we picked both those division winners. Um, I think everyone in the AFC North was over 500. They were. And, you know, we said that that division was going to be legit. Everyone did. That's not a big surprise there. But, yeah. So, uh, and, oh, lastly, I said I think Lamar will probably win the MVP. And that's yet to be determined, but he's heading that direction. Front runner. Yep. So, I guess it's good to tune into us before the summer start or before the season starts as well. Yeah. Um, might have to throw some more chippers on the on the futures there. Yeah. Why don't you wrap up the best bets? Okay, the best bet, Kansas City, uh, I'll take a minus four, and I'm also going to take the money line there. And I think that's going to be a blow. And I also think, oh, and speaking of blow, short for blowout, got an email from our boy Cody. Cody, what's happening out there? Um, So Cody sent us an email, and he said that he and his boys play a drinking game to our podcast. So that's pretty cool. It's the first person that's ever told us that before. Yeah, we might need to go with a different abbreviation there besides blow. <laughs> Maybe. So so he, he could Co- be a little misleading. <laughs> right. So Cody said Nitro. that <laughs> So Cody said that uh anytime that we don't finish a word, so let's use garbage as an example. So if I say garb, they drink or if I use a nickname, if we use a nickname, they drink. Well, Cody, how about we're mentioning you and your boys? That's a shotgun, a whole beer, bud. <laughs> so throw it down, boys. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, and the last best bet is the big Eagles. Just going to be below out central in those two games. And then I'll give you, I'm just going to stick with my... Uh, before the season started, I didn't officially say, "Hey, this is what I what I think," but I still think uh, I I touched on it. It's the Raves and the Nines. Um, I'm really excited. I really hope to see Patrick versus Lamar. Yeah, I just said, watch out for for the Bills. I, I still think they could they could do some damage here. If if Josh doesn't turn the ball over when they play the Ravens, if it happens, uh-huh. we got a ball game. Well, so everyone's got to go through. Big Baltimore. I get it. Yeah. I mean, well, gosh, wouldn't that be incredible? What do you think the lines would be? The line would be for both those. Like the three. Mm-hmm. Pretty each, small. Each team would get three points. That's what's kind of crazy is as much as I love Lamar and the Raves, like giving Patty or Josh points, <laughs> that's tempting. You know, I think that's when you use the teaser. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, not this weekend because there's a lot of blowouts on wildcard weekend, but next weekend is a good time to look at the big teasers. All right. Should be fun because now they all count. We're into uh, the actual playoff games, wildcard weekend. No more tiddlywinks, right? So you got to win or go home. So can't wait to watch these bad boys. That'll do it for the first week of the NFL playoffs. Uh, keep Instagram and Twitter going. It's at Boat Brady Picks. And keep the reviews coming, too, and we'll give you guys some hats out. We will catch you guys next week. See ya.